Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. What an absolute pleasure to be with you on this Monday. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. You need insurance. No getting around it. So go to the best in the business. They'll find you the right insurance. Auto, home, life, business, whatever it may be. They'll find you the best price. Your budget's critical. And if something ever happens, you can't ask for better people to go to work for you than Purdy Insurance. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. They are the best in the business. Speaking of the best in the business, Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great products. Great sales staff. Outstanding service department. That's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Our play-by-play call of the day. Eric Thames, big home run. Bob Euchre on the call for the Brewers. Swing and a drive to center and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. It's gone for Eric Thames. And the Brewers have the lead on a booming home run to dead center by Eric Thames against Kyle Crick. When he hit it, you knew it was gone. He's 85 years old, huh? Sounds like he's 55. By the way, Milwaukee beat the Pirates 2-1 to one to take two out of three. Meanwhile, the Phillies won yesterday, and it salvaged the final game of that series. And that's another one where I mean, the Phillies lost two out of three at Miami. That's not good. The key is to win as many series as possible. That's the key. The long baseball season, if you can, by you've got to be able to. You know, let's just take a round number. Um, let's say you play forty series. Yeah, you got to win twenty-five to thirty of them to put yourself in a great spot. That's the entire key. Don't get swept. Okay, always win at least a game. Win as many series as possible. The Phillies just lost two out of three to the Marlins. Not good. I mean, not good. And the only uh, Phillies All-Star will be JT Real Muto. The only Pirate All-Star will be Josh Bell. And the NBA's dominating the headlines because of all the free agency movement. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant to Brooklyn. It looks like D'Angelo Russell's going to be traded to Golden State. Andre Iguodala is going to go to Memphis. Uh, let's see. Ricky Rubio to Phoenix. Uh, Hassan Whiteside is going to go to Portland. Uh, 
and we don't know where Kawhi Leonard's going. Clay Thompson, Max Deal stays with the Warriors. DeAndre Jordan signed with Brooklyn because he's Durant's best friend. Ah, I mean, that's how I, you know, let's face it, because I'm Sean's best friend. We do the show together. That's the only reason I'm on. Oh, come on now. Well, it's not the other guy. <laughs> I will admit last night, while. Well, I was doing some stuff for 94KX last night. We were in Lewisburg for the Union County Vets 4th of July fireworks. Got pushed back to last night because of the storms on Saturday night. I'll admit, quite a bit, I was catching the the Woj bombs from uh, Adrian from ESPN, just uh, you know, uh, seeing who's signing where, who's getting shipped where, and it's just amazing how fast and furious things were going for a good hour and a half, two hours last night. I got to thinking, you know, how long did it take Bryce Harper to sign for Philly? How long did it take Manny Machado to sign San Diego? You have all this stuff going on in such a short period of time for the NBA. And when all said and done, you were left with, I want to say somewhere between four, half a dozen teams that may have 20 million left of cap space to play with. Other than that, all the money's locked up. Right. And, of course, Al Horford went to Philadelphia. J.J. Redick, though, left Philadelphia for New Orleans. Tobias Harris stayed in Philadelphia. So there's a lot of movement that changes the league around. There's no longer Golden State's the dominant team. We don't know about Kawhi Leonard, so we don't know if Toronto's still a dominant team. The Lakers want to be a dominant team, but they only have three guys in their roster right now. And I'm not joking. The Lakers literally have three players on their roster right now. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and I can't remember the third. How about Mike Muscala? Maybe. I thought Muscala was with the Clippers. Is he with the Lakers? He ended. Yeah, he was with the Clippers for... <laughs> I want... It was barely look, 24 hours, and then look, just went down the hall. Let, let's give Mike credit. Mike has kept his career alive. Okay? Uh, same thing with Tim Frazier from Penn State. Tim Frazier and Mike Muscala have played in various places. Muscala's played in in Atlanta. He's played in, in Philadelphia. He's played with the Clippers, with the Lakers. He's moved around all over the place. Frazier's been with the Celtics, the Sixers, the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Wizards, back to the Pelicans, now to the Bucks. What those guys have done is they have kept their careers alive. That's what they've done. They've kept their careers alive. I give them so much credit for that. That's when I, when I always when I hear, oh, he's just a journeyman. Just a what? You're in the league. You're not just a anything. You're collecting legit checks, and you're on the pension plan. Well, it's like you've mentioned before. I mean, if you're not a surefire number one pick, I mean, if you go from maybe selection eight or ten in the first round on down to the end of the second round, yeah, I mean, there's times you're going to have to claw and scrape and you know join a summer league or depending well, on how much you, time you're going to end up in the G but, League. and 
Okay, Mike Pascal is not a first-round pick, right? So what have I said? Same thing with Tim Frazier. Not a, in fact, Tim Frazier was undrafted. What have I said about the NBA draft and the NFL draft? In the NBA draft, if you're a first-round pick, or in the NFL, you're rounds one through three, you've got to play your way out of the league to not get a second contract. Because, look, they've invested a lot in you to draft you in their spots. They're going to give you every opportunity to make it pay off for the management. If you are rounds four through six or a free agent in the NFL, or round two or a free agent in the NBA, you've got to play your way into the league to get the additional contracts. Well, Mike Muscala has played his way into the league. Tim Frazier has played his way into the league. Oh, he's just a journeyman. You know what? You're just an idiot. That's okay. (laughs) After a while, he's like, you know, I don't think people realize how hard this stuff is. Sometimes, I mean, it's not ESPN's fault. This this is not ESPN. I can fault ESPN for a lot of things, but I can't fault them on this. You know, their job is to show highlights on SportsCenter. Okay? Well... You know what highlights do? They make it look easy. I think they make people think it looks easy. It's not easy. So, I mean, that's that's the that's the, you know, I think we forget sometimes how hard it is to do this. How hard is it to play quarterback? How hard it is to block? How hard it is to make a shot? How hard it is to make the right pass? How hard it is to skate a shift? How hard it is to hit a baseball? How hard it is to put it over the plate? How hard it is to make a three-foot putt? (laughs) I had a birdie chance the other day. I hit a five iron, 184 yard hole. I hit a five iron to within three and a half feet, and I slid the putt left. <sighs> yeah. I think we forget sometimes how hard it is. That's what makes sports great the ability to take something that's very hard, very difficult, and at times make it look relatively easy. Remarkable. That's why I always say that I never say any athlete, quote, stinks. They're just not as good as somebody else. We can't do that. We can't do that. If we could, we'd all be doing it. I can see the suits supplanting Kevin Durant now. I mean, Durant just had Achilles surgery. He can still beat the suit in a race. How bad's that? I don't know. Maybe some testing could be demanded there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. Toronto beat Kansas City this afternoon, eleven to four. Cubs Pirates tonight. I believe the Phillies are off tonight, aren't they? I believe they are. That is correct. They will start a series uh, in Atlanta uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the ATL. Uh, let's let's be honest about it. 
They've got to go into Atlanta and win at least two out of three there. Got the All-Star break coming up. And, look, the Phillies are not a banged-up baseball team. They are at the Yankees. The Yan- what the Yankees are doing is unbelievable. I mean, they've had all those guys banged up. The record is great. Now, the Phillies... The Phillies are 44-20. and 20. They're five and a half games back on Atlanta. So even if they take two out of three, Sean, they're going to be four and a half back. But at least it's something. Just to close a little bit of that gap. Just put a little more pressure on them. I'm just waiting to uh, get some healthy guys back in that bullpen. At least we had a chance to see Tommy Green a little bit in Miami. He did throw for an inning on Friday night despite losing that game. So we'll just see uh, some other guys come back into the fold in the bullpen, see how that'll shake out. Well, here's the thing. Right now, you know, I mean, what the run differential is, the Phillies' run differential is four. Four. Now, it's not like the Orioles. The Orioles beat the Indians in back-to-back games, 13 to nothing. It's the first time in Major League history that a team has won back-to-back games over an opponent, scoring 13 runs or more in each game. First time ever. That means they're a plus 26 in those games, right? They're still minus 167 for the season run differential. That's not good. I said Tommy Green a second ago. It's Tommy Hunter. My bad. Brutal. All right. So that's what they've got to do. They've got to at least get two out of three here. Get this thing down to four and a half. Maybe they get it to three and a half by the weekend. Then set up the second half. A quick NBA note. It's got nothing to do with free agency, uh, but uh, former Penn Stater uh, Josh Reeves, he has been uh, added to the Dallas Mavericks uh, NBA Summer League roster. Right. Well, he's on their 17-man roster. He's on the 17-man Mavericks roster Mm -hmm. because he has a two-way contract. So as part of the two-way contract, right? that means he's going to get paid more in the G League when he plays. In fact, instead of getting like a lot of standard G League contracts are $35,000, Sean, well, Josh could maybe make as much as $80,000 a year playing in the G League. And then there's a second rate that he gets when he goes to the NBA. It's a two-way contract. So it was basically when he signed that two-way contract after the draft, it assured him he was going to be part of their summer league team. Now, I don't know where Dallas' summer league team plays. I don't know if they play in Vegas, Orlando. Yeah, they'll be part of the... uh... They'll be part of an 11-day, 83-game schedule in Vegas, uh, which starts this Friday. So the earliest he could see uh, action could be uh, Friday night against Brooklyn. And they have games uh, Sunday and then into next week, too. Very nice. And there's also the uh, Chinese national team and the Croatian national team. They're also coming to Vegas to be part of the Summer League. Okay. That's, uh... All 30 NBA teams will be represented. You'll be right. able to see quite a bit of that, too, on NBA TV. Well, that's why I talked to some people in Las Vegas when I was there about, you know, the fact that they were getting a hockey team. At that point, they had, didn't have the team yet. The Vegas Golden Knights hadn't played yet. 
And I said, I said, I understand when it comes to the NHL why they want to be here. I got it. I said, but are you surprised that the NBA did not beat them to the punch? And they said, well, they said, said to be honest with you, said they got the NBA summer league here. It's a great, it's great for the month of July here. It's great convention spot for them. The NBA brings a lot of people in. They said, right now, he said, we we think this is the Las Vegas people talking to me. He said, it's they give us the impression they're very content with that. He said, it does make us a lot of money in the month of July. I said, okay. I just thought that if I'm looking at Las Vegas, I'm not thinking hockey, but I give them all the credit in the world. They've done a great job with hockey in Vegas. Great job. But I keep thinking that Vegas is like, like has the NBA to me written all over it. And then the NHL went and expanded into Seattle, and I felt like they beat them back to that market. And we already know Seattle can be a great NBA market. They've already proven it. But the NHL beat them back there, too. Oh. For a a second straight year, uh, Tony Carr will be playing for the Pelicans in the NBA Summer League there, too. Well, I mean, they still retain his rights, even though he played in Italy. Okay? Even though he played in Italy, they retained his rights as a second-round pick. All right. I think we need a break here, right? Yep. So, Time flies yeah. and you're having fun. Let's come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And you should have seen the holiday party when the suits are dancing to this. No, I, oh, I was at the bar getting a beer at that point. I, I'm glad I missed it. Boy, you're the only one that didn't get sick. All right, so. <laughs> Timing is everything. Oh, man. I got to give you credit. Way up on us. Way up on us. I like it. <laughs> So we were talking uh, about way. NBA Summer League a little bit ago. This yeah. this has local ties. Uh, former Bucknell University basketball star uh, Zach Thomas, he has been named to the Houston Rockets NBA Summer League team. So, again, those games take place in Vegas starting this Friday. Right. And uh, all the NBA teams will be there. And then Team China and Team what, Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, something like that, will also be there. Uh, so that's going on. Look, July is a slow month. The All Star Game, as I mentioned, then like, eh, you know, it's you know, doesn't have the same for me. Now it may not be for a younger fan, but I'm saying that's not the same for me because TV's changed all that. A lot of recruiting news going on. I can't really can't really touch on it that much. But I think I'm going to get into some Penn State football stuff in the next half hour. Um, Picked up a lot of nuggets along the way in the last two weeks. And I'm going to discuss some of those nuggets with you. We love that, especially as as your speaking tour continues. Yes, well, I feel my source is solid. (laughs) <laughs> I'm in complete agreement with that, yes. <laughs> I think my source is solid. 
But we're going to get into it just a little bit next half hour. Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Brewers Outlet, Brewers Outlet, Brewers Outlet, Miller Lite 1295, Miller Lite 1295, Miller Lite 1295, Brewers Outlet, Brewers Outlet, Miller Lite 1295, now that's what I'm talking about, Brewers Outlet has Miller Lite 24 pack cans for just 1295, get it, we got it, pickles, ice, cigars, lottery, and all your beverage and party needs are a one stop shop at the beverage supermarket, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Going to Purdy Insurance is an easy call. Don't you want to be associated with the best in the business? There's a reason why they're the best. They're going to find you the right insurance. Auto, home, life, business, so that you're completely covered. They're going to work hard to find you the best price. Budget's important. And if anything ever happens, they are all over it. Purdy Insurance, really good people that work really hard. Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Speaking of the best, Sunbury Motors. Great product, great sales staff, outstanding service department. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, let's get into uh, some Penn State football stuff. Here it is, July 1. So we are 61 days away from the start of the Penn State football season. The opener is with Idaho on August 31st. I said the blue-white game that I felt really good about Penn State at 40 out of 44 spots. And somebody said, said, what the heck's he talking about? Okay. There are 22 guys times 2 equals your 2 deep. That's 44. (laughs) Okay, that's what it means. All right. So when I look at the 2 deep, and there are going to be areas of this football team where they're 3 deep, but are they quality 2 deep? in the 44 spots. And I've said before, and I'll go back to it, I feel really, really good about Penn State on the two deep at 40 out of 44 spots. So now let's answer the next question that you're asking yourself right now. Well, what positions might those be? They could use a fourth safety. Jaquan Brisker could be that guy. They're very high on him. I'm anxious to watch him when camp begins. See how it plays out. 
a six-wide receiver. Because when safety, I mean, I look at Lamont Wade, Jonathan Sutherland, Garrett Taylor, fourth guy could really help. Maybe that fourth guy is John Patrician. Maybe it's Tyler Randolph, the true freshman. But Brisker is the guy I've heard most often mentioned as somebody they're anxious to see. Randolph at least helped himself. I thought as spring went, he got better and better and better. He's a good-looking prospect. Uh, John Patricia was banged up during the course of the spring. So that's that one spot. Getting that fourth safety. Number two, getting that sixth wide receiver. K.J. Hamler's a star. Jahan Dotson's really good. Mac Hippenhammer has played and I think showed as time went a little more reliability as time went. Shorter had a terrific spring, Justin Shorter. You can see why he was so highly thought of before he came here. Daniel George, I thought, had a really good spring. So I feel really good about those five. So now who else gets into that running to be that sixth wideout? Because, look, you're playing a lot of people in the course of the games, a lot of running for your wideouts, so you're not going to sit there and in a 70-80 to 80 play game, a wideout's not going to be out there running routes or blocking on 70-80 to 80 plays. You don't want that. You want them between 40 and 50 probably. So who's that sixth guy? Is it Cam Sullivan Brown? Who I thought really improved last year. And when he got into games, actually did some pretty good things. Is it Dan Chesena? who had a really good spring, and, of course, he earned his scholarship in the Blue-White game. Or is it the freshman John Dunmore out of Hollywood, Florida? Three intriguing options to be the sixth guy, who then becomes, on the offensive line, ten guys. Now, Michael Mennett is the cornerstone at center. Steven Gonzalez is a fifth-year guy. Look, let's let's all be straight. We all know Will Fries needs a bounce back year. Will did not have his best season. And he has the capability of being a really good right tackle. So you got Will Fries back. You're gonna have a battle between CJ Thorpe and Mike Miranda, but they're both going if they stay healthy, they're both going to play because you can rotate these guys. Now, Miranda can play some left guard, Thorpe can. So you can r- rotate and keep guys fresh with three guards. And Rasheed Walker at left tackle hasn't played a game. Well, he's played two games. He's played in two games, that's it. But he hasn't had extended period in a game. But on the left tackle spot, long arms, really good footwork, very little game experience. But do I like his potential? like his potential a lot. I know Jack Ham and I took a long look at him in some of the practices when we went there together to see how that would play out. Des Holmes put together a really good spring. Really good spring. I thought Des Holmes looked really good. I think Des Holmes is a guy that is going to be a contributor. Okay. Anthony Wigan, the junior college player, 
I thought his first couple weeks of the spring was rather nondescript. Trying to feel his way through the whole process. I thought as the, as the spring went, he got better. Let's see if Wigan now makes that from that transition from getting better to now to the point where he becomes rock solid as, as a two. Then there's the unknown, Juice Scruggs. Um, now, Bryce Effner is in this mix. He's playing left guard. So Effner's going to... But Effner still has work to do. He still has work to do. Let's just be plain about it. Scruggs, I thought, from mid-October to the end of the season, I'm watching him thinking, this guy can play. Maybe he's not a starter next year, but he's going to be a starter here. I like Juice Scruggs a lot. Now, we all know what happened in the offseason with the accident. But he's he's working his way back. And obviously, working his way back, he's on his own timetable. As to when, not only do the doctors feel he's ready, when does he feel he's ready? But don't count him out. I mean, not at the beginning. I mean, the beginning, no. But don't count him out. I mean, there could be a spot into the season where he started, you know, if everything go if everything goes well, he might be able to like as the season goes, might be able to play some. And then let me give you a name of a of a youngster that I know that I had his name brought up to me several times, Caden Wallace. Caden Wallace is a guy that they are very high on and like this potential. They can't wait to see him in camp to see how he competes. Doesn't mean he's going to make any progress. Doesn't mean he's going to play. Doesn't mean he's a... But you know what? They're anxious to see him, and that tells me something. You know a tight end between Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth has all the capabilities you would want in a collegiate tight end. The way he blocks, the way he catches the ball, his reliability, his route running. Fryermuth really plays at a very high level. I think it is a huge plus on this team that Nick Bowers is back. Fifth-year player, terrific blocker, and can catch the ball. Zach Kuntz. Gives you a different dynamic there. I think I want to say Zach is like six 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 seven. He's about two thirty six though. But he gives you length that helps you in several spots on the field, including the red zone. Yeah, you know, I know Jonathan Holland's been on the roster. We know what he's done before. And I'll tell you, down the road, not this year, not this year, but down the road, Brenton Strange is going to be very good. First week of practice in the spring, it was like, eh, like eh, nondescript. But, you know, it's also your first week of collegiate practice. And it's, he started to come on a bit to the point where they're pretty happy with the clock he's on right now. His progress is good. Now, running back has been an area that Penn State has had a dominant player in each of the last four years. Three of them, Saquon Barkley, and then last year, Miles Sanders. 
as of right now going in, that's not the situation. When you're sitting there and Ricky Slade and Journey Brown are quote-unquote the veterans, that tells you at the moment you don't have a dominant guy. Now, Slade can catch the ball. I do like how he runs, and I think I think he's ready to get out there and get going. And Journey Brown obviously has the speed. But Journey Brown has gone from being a track guy playing football to being more of a football player. He's become a better blocker. He's a decent receiver. He runs between the tackles with some power. Besides having the great speed. Noah Kane. Obviously, I've watched him in 15 practices in the spring. So at least that's the advantage of talking about him. He has a tremendous center of gravity on him. Now, is he going to be a guy that you sit there on a watch and go, okay, let her rip and start flying, and then you time and go, whoa, you're blown away by the by the number on the watch? No. But he's got a low center of gravity. He's very difficult to bring down. He's got powerful legs. He runs between the tackles. I mean, he there's a guy, he knows, quote, how to run. And then I'm really excited to see what Devin Ford can do, because Ford I have not seen play. But I've heard a lot of great things about him. I just have not seen him play and haven't seen him practice. But I'm excited for the opportunity to see him practice. We talked about Sean Clifford a lot. Look, the ups and downs of a game, he hasn't had to do that since high school. You know, two, three, three and outs. How do you adjust? How do you come back from that? Two-minute drill. How do you handle that in a game? He's handled it in practice, but not in a game. But I'd be saying the exact same thing about Tommy Stevens. Verbatim. Tommy never had to handle the ups and downs of a game here. He didn't. He never did a two-minute drill in a, in a game. All right, older. And by the way, I think he'll do very well at Mississippi State. Sean Clifford's going to be very good. He can spin it. I mean, he can just flat out throw it. He's accurate. Good arm. And everyone will tell you to a man that the two leaders in this offseason have been Jonathan Sutherland, the safety, and Sean Clifford. And as for not counting out Will Levis, don't. Big-time arm. I mean, big-time arm. Sometimes in this fall, I thought it was, you know, bit of a wild card, but that settled down. In the spring, I thought Levis became far more accurate. And he can run. Levis is a good football player. And Brent Pry will tell you that Levis gave them as much trouble as any scout team quarterback they faced. And then defensively, when you've got Yitor Grossmatos, he's a star. I talked to a pro scout at Penn State's Pro Day, and he's trying to watch all the Penn State defensive players, and he says, Steve, I just couldn't keep, keep my eye off 99. Every time I turn around, I wanted to watch 99. Tells you everything. Shaka Tony, veteran who plays like a veteran. Daniel Joseph, Nick Tarburton, the athleticism of Jason Owe, that's speed, 
All right, and then there's Shane Simmons. Simmons has to stay healthy. He has a chance to be a contributor, but he's got to stay healthy. Then the tackle spot people are worried about. I'm not worried about it. I think that, number one, Robert Windsor, you know what you're going to get from him, and that's good. Antonio Shelton never gets pushed back. Shelton, at minimum, gets stalemates. That's good. And he's become better at getting penetration. You watch more and more tape of Shelton, you realize Shelton is a rock-solid defensive tackle. P.J. Mustafer has all the tools to, to be eventually a star. He's really good. Getting Fred Hansard back is a big plus. Aeneas Hawkins dropped 50 pounds and then put on 30 pounds of muscle. And Judge Culpepper, at one point, I think he was out on the edge of high school, playing inside, now starting to get to be his time where he can play. And then there's one other guy. It's really fun when you see the light go on for somebody. Damian Barber. Damian Barber, the last three weeks of spring practice, I thought was really good. And from what I understand, his offseason has continued to be really good. Damian Barber. Right now, I put Barber right now in the twos. He'd be with the twos. Jan Johnson, rock solid in the middle. Ellis Brooks behind him, rock solid, both tons of game experience. Cam Brown has a chance to be one of the better linebackers in the whole league. Micah Parsons speaks for himself. Jesse Lucetta has a chance to be really good. He's going to get more of an opportunity to play this year. Then you got Lance Dixon and Brandon Smith, the two freshmen. And Dixon probably had a, a more consistent spring than Smith did, but they both have great potential. Then you go to the corners. John Reed speaks for itself. Tariq Castro-Fields. Castro-Fields, Tariq and I were talking in the spring at one point. He says to me, gee, Steve, I've only got one career interception. I looked over and said, well, Tariq, they do have to throw in your direction, don't they? He said, well, that's a good point. Length, quickness, instinct, Castro feels a big-time corner. Right? John Reed's a big-time corner. Donovan Johnson will be back. Had to set out the spring. He'll be back. Uh, let's see. Let me give you a guy. Trent Gordon. He's going to be a, a redshirt freshman. Played in four games last year. I really like him. Length, quickness, anticipation. I'll tell you, a guy that's a veteran that has mostly been, it's just really nondescript until the bowl practice was D.J. Brown. Suddenly in bowl practice, D.J. Brown started making some plays. I'm like, wow, okay. So I thought to myself going into the spring, will that continue? Sure did. And then there's Keaton Ellis, the true freshman. Boy, is that an athlete. And he knows how to play corner. And then there's Marquise Wilson, who's got to get a little more muscle there. Marquise Wilson needs a little more muscle, a little more weight room. And then I already touched on the uh, safeties. Gilligan has a chance to be one of the top hunters in the country. Pinnegar, you need to make sure with Pinnegar 
I won't know this until we're maybe a month of the season. But you want to have a kicking situation where when you get the ball to the 30-yard line, you really feel at that point 95% sure you're going to get points. The worst you're going to get out of it is three. The best is seven. Because you get to the 30, it's a 47-yard field goal at that point. Now what can you do? Can you take three because you feel really good about getting that, and can you make it seven? That's the consistency you're looking for in that spot. All right. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. If you read uh, Phil Steele, we had Phil Steele on the show, what, last week, Sean? Maybe 10 days ago, we had Phil Steele on? That's right. His, his magazine is out. And what Phil does is he looks at the experience level of teams you know, and gives them a grade on experience. And it's based on the on his projected too deep. So in other words, you have X, X amount of seniors, they give you a number of points, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, all the way down. So, for example, on experience in the two deep, Ohio, um, oh, oh, excuse me, Ohio State's 22, Pitt's 23, Michigan State's 57, Rutgers is 80, Buffalo's 86, Michigan, believe it or not, is 96 on experience, Indiana, Maryland, both 103, Iowa, Minnesota, 111, Purdue's 130. Penn State is 127 based on his projected too deep on experience. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. This is WKOK Sunbury.